Welcome to the Bloom with Jazz podcast. I'm Jasmine with a Z, and this is my space, period. Hey, my loves. Welcome back to the Bloom with Jazz podcast. You are listening to your girl, your sis, your queen, Jasmine with a Z, to all my fellow flowers. And of course, flower is gender neutral because growth is for everyone. I say hello. And to the weeds among us, I say you don't have to stay that way. So firstly, I have to thank everybody who gave episode one a listen. Um, I really, really appreciate all the love. It has been so affirming confirming all the things i'm so appreciative thank y'all so much for your kind words and your feedback it's glad it's glad i'm glad to know that um you know i'm i'm really resonating with people and that these ideas that god gave me uh did not come from my ass but they really are uh needed in the earth so thank y'all so much um i'm so excited for all the new content to come um so let's get into it so episode two is entitled water the root And that came to me um, from a conversation that I had with a new friend of mine, uh, James. Shout out to Pastor Skanks. Um, We were having lunch, a group of us, a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about, um, first of all, the conversation was just super robust. It was so good. Um, I love organic connections like that where you literally meet someone for the first time. And two hours later, you're like, and then... What it is, is I realized that God was trying to get me, you know, we just went there. It was so, so great. So um, I forget what exactly we were talking about that made James ask me, are you externally motivated? And I thought about it and I was like, oh, yes and no. Um, you know, and we were just kind of talking through it at the table. But uh, like my mom says, I, be- I began to think on that thing. And um, it really resonated with me. So I was thinking about it later and just kind of write, writing through some feelings, I guess, and thoughts and stuff. And the thing is, um, like I told James, I am externally motivated in some ways. I mean, in some in other ways, I can um, set a goal and based on just my own personal convictions and my own motivation and, and um uh, discipline. I use discipline <laughs> lightly because that is a 2020 goal. But um, in a lot of ways, I can set a goal and go after it, you know, just solely based off of that. But in a lot of other ways, I uh, do need external motivation. I um, one of my primary love languages, I think the the primary Uh, love language for me is words of affirmation. And I read somewhere that um, your primary love languages are um, things that you probably or possibly didn't receive enough of as a child. And I I find that to be true. Um, I think that I grew up in a in a loving household, but you know, there were just there were cracks, um, you know, with my parents being divorced and and, um, they did their best, but there were cracks. And so it makes sense that the the ways that I love primarily and the ways that I love to be loved are words of affirmation and physical touch. So I was thinking about that and how uh, being driven by external motivation can hinder you because you're holding your breath for validation and approval. And, and maybe I shouldn't overgeneralize, but for me, um, that was definitely and is definitely um, something that I struggle with. 
Uh, because if you're waiting on somebody to approve what it is you're doing, what God gave you to do or what you know you need to do, um, you could be waiting forever because people are people, niggas going to nig, and you're going to be let down, whether it's intentionally or just a blind spot in the other person's um, perception of you, you, you're bound to be let down by people because we just, we're not God. God's the only one who can be like, girl, come here every time. Um, you know, I'm grateful for my tribe, but, uh, we all missed the mark. And so I realized, and we were talking through it at the table. And again, I kind of took that into my own, uh, you know, just personal time meditation and all of that. And I was thinking about it, like, you know, in 2020, I'm in my bag and I'm going after what God has for me. And I cannot afford at this point in my life and in this season and all the other churchy things, I cannot afford to be so externally motivated that I'm waiting, holding my breath, walking on eggshells for someone to say, I agree or um, I approve because whether or not you agree or approve, I'm still going to be me and do me and kill it. And um, it's paramount for me to uh, realize that I have to affirm myself. And so the idea for water yourself or water the root um, came from that conversation. And this has been a practice that I've been um, sort of implementing for the past several years. But, you know, what I love about just learning and growing is when you have language for things. So it, there may be a habit that you had for years and you just you may not have known that that's actually a form of self-care or that is you know, whatever the case may be. So I want to talk about my reparenting process thus far. Now, before I get into it, let me say this. I am not a therapist. I am not a counselor. I do not have any receipts in that regard. I'm not a pastor. I'm, I am just me. I'm on my journey. And, um, it is my hope that, um, what I share here, here will be helpful for, anyone who's listening. So this is not a professional opinion. This is just personal research that I've implemented in my life. So you cannot come back to me. And, and like my mom say, your ass be walking backwards and say, it's cause I told you to uh, revisit your inner child and your dreams. That's not what we're doing here. I'm just going to share what this process has been for me. Okay. I, um, Currently, I only have two letters behind my name. That's B and that's A. I'm working on JD and ESQ. Can I get an amen? So yes, I am not a therapist. And I, I want I want to make that clear that, you know, you got to do your Googles and you need to consult with your physicians, your psychiatrist, your therapist, because everybody is different. Every plant needs different food and different sunlight and different requirements to bloom, period. Okay. So my process with reparenting started, well, first of all, Let's back up and let's talk about what exactly reparenting is. So reparenting is defined as giving yourself what you didn't receive enough of as a child. Uh, typically, people who um, are on a reparenting journey engage in habits that are regular, structured, and intentional to use the adult energy to inhabit the parent position in service of that younger self slash inner child past or present. So for me, what that looks like is it started a couple years ago. I um, had this idea. It was actually a blog idea. And I, um, I had this idea to start writing letters to my younger self. And I thought like, oh, this would be really good. Kind of like letters to a young brother, letters to a young sister, um, a la Hill Harper. But when I started uh, the first one, 
I've, I've done it for like a birthday post. I've done it for a New Year's post, but obviously it became a lot more personal. Um, and so I haven't shared any, um, to my recollection, I haven't shared any on my blog. I, I, it started as a, not a lighthearted, but just like, oh, this, you know, that would probably be good. Um, and it started by deciding like, okay, well, which ages would you start with? And so I remember, I remember thinking, I definitely want to write a letter to my 18 year old self, my 13 year old self, my six year old self, you know, and as I started thinking about what I need to tell myself, I was like, bitch, I don't know if I need to share this or if I, I don't know if I'm quite ready because this, this requires, um, going deep on a level that I did not anticipate. So, um, the ones that I have shared, like I said, I've done a birthday post that addresses baby jazz. My, my sis Brandy always teases me about that. She calls me baby jazz. Um, and I think like in 2015 going into 2016, I did the same thing and, you know, posted a picture of my younger self and said like, girl, keep dreaming. 2016 is, you know, it's going to be what you need, you know, whatever I was saying. So, um, again, not knowing that that was a reparenting, um, technique that is often taught and, um, facilitated in therapy, but that's just an idea that I had that came to me organically. So I saw this thing recently, um, and I've seen memes and, and quotes like this before that basically say, uh, something to the effect of treat yourself like you would a child or talk to yourself how you would a friend or, um, a small child. And like, I think about my brother who's 10 now And if he made a mistake or if he was upset with himself or whatever the case, I would immediately say, well, why are you upset? Okay, well, you did your best. Okay, well, you know, and really kind of help him rationalize his feelings. And I deserve that same grace, that same gentleness with myself, because here's the thing. Another thing I read somewhere, I actually read this in this book called It Didn't Start With You, How Inherited Family Trauma Shapes Who We Are and How to End the Cycle. So a title alone, bitch. But um, I started um, doing this work. And uh, one of the things that I learned in this book is that we can adopt someone else's uh, tone and voice toward us and it becomes our inner critic. And that's definitely true for me. Um, Growing up, my dad was hard on me academically. He pushed me a lot. Um, you know, to get straight A's and all that kind of stuff. And of course his intentions were good, but I have nothing but, um, memories of stress <laughs> through high school. Honestly, I mean, I, I got some of my best friends out of high school, shout out to Chris, shout out to Kenny. But, um, you know, I remember just being stressed out so much so that I didn't even want to do extracurricular stuff. Um, I wasn't an athlete. I was a singer, but e- like, I didn't even want to be in choir because, I was pushed so hard. And um, since then, to be honest, I have struggled with that inner voice that even when I think about decisions that I want to make as a grown woman at my big age of 28, I'm like still struggling with, okay, well, I think I'm going to do this. And somewhere in my mind, I hear my dad's voice or I hear my mom's voice or you know, it's not my voice that is critical of me, but it still governs my thoughts in a lot of ways. So let me get into this snippet from It Didn't Start With You. So Mark Wolin says, while some of us have rejected a parent, others have merged with a parent in a way that clouds our identity and drains our individuality. In this merged relationship, we might have missed opportunities for self-definition or lost the edges of who we are and what we feel. 
If this is true for you, you might read the sentences that follow as though you were hearing them from your mother or father. Imagine his or her voice saying these words to you as your body opens to receive them. Notice which, which words or sentences reach you in the deepest way. So some of the sentences that are suggested here are, I love you for who you are. There's nothing you have to do to earn my love. Oh, you are my child and you're separate from me. My feelings do not have to be your feelings. My needs made it difficult for you to have space for yourself. This is way too much for any child. Any child who tried to fix this would feel burdened. This is not yours. Take a step back now until you can feel your own life flowing through you. Only then will I be at peace. You know, and I don't even have to read anymore, but seriously, this has been an amazing guide as I, um, change the way that I speak to myself. And it's had a powerful effect, not only in just the healing of my own emotions, but um, as someone who who plans on stepping into law as a career, and just as a woman, it's important for me to establish my voice and establish these boundaries so that I am not conditioned to accept a uh, rough talk and just, you know, shady shit and just a belittling energy toward me. Um, and so it's been really powerful. Um, some of those things and, and some things that I've been guided to say to myself just in my own meditation time, that's been amazing. In addition to writing myself letters. Now, one of my faves, Jade T. Perry, talked about showing ourselves more compassion, just self-compassion in a recent video she did on Instagram. And it, of course, um, was so good and just so on time. And it, co it goes right along with this whole reparenting process. And again, when you're talking about speaking to yourself in a new voice and just reframing the way you regard yourself, that's kind of the paramount thing, showing yourself compassion. So of course, there's nothing wrong with discipline and pushing yourself and um, having drive and uh, whatever the case. I'll get to that in a second, but you still need to show yourself compassion. Um, when you have a day that's that's just trash and everything goes wrong, um, even just something as gentle as reminding yourself, girl, everything is not your fault. Everything is not in your control. You literally did your best. Ain't nothing wrong with a nap. Ain't nothing wrong with a glass of wine. We have tomorrow to start over. Those types of things have really helped free me from just guilt and the um, inundation of not being enough and always turning inward and saying, okay, so this went wrong. What did I do wrong? And that's a lot of times just not the case. So compassion goes along with this too. So another area of reparenting myself that I'm really actively working on now is the idea of discipline. Um, when you think about your parents, uh, one thing that they're responsible for, uh, especially in our, um, you know, formative years is creating structure and creating routines that help us uh, become self-sufficient, ideally. So when I think about how my mom raised me, you know, just setting uh, setting routines like, okay, you need to wake up at this time, you know, even just establishing routines like, okay, breakfast is in the morning, lunch is midday, dinner is in the evening, 
you know, you need to take a shower. All those things are uh, usually, uh, unless you're Matilda, (laughs) usually that those routines are established and um, guided by your parents. And so when I think about some of my trash habits and the things I struggle with as an adult, I'm like, okay, I need more discipline. And of course, this is no shade toward my mom. But like, even when I think about when I first left for college, my mom was my alarm clock. So... (laughs) Um, I had an alarm clock in my room, but I quickly became acquainted with the snooze button and um, my mom, you know, getting ready for high school. She was the one who would say, Jazz, get up. She was the one who would, um, you know, kind of get my morning started for me. And so when I did not have that and I realized that you don't have to go to class and, um, you know, basically you're kind of in charge, you uh, that's you kind of lose some of that structure. Um, if you ain't careful and I certainly wasn't, was unprepared and, and, you know, my GPA shows, but the, the point is, uh, <laughs> it was a huge adjustment period for me and it seems simple, but like, I realized like two weeks into my freshman year, like, damn, my mom ain't gonna wake me up no more. I, I need to create systems for myself that, you know, where I don't have someone who's gonna say, get up, you popped her downstairs. I mean, and she was just being my mom. But, you know, I realized that I depended, I grew to depend on that from her. Um, My sister is the complete opposite. And I think it has everything to do with the fact that she's the oldest. But, you know, and I can think of a lot of my friends who, you know, established their own routines outside of their parents in high school. But my mom was always, you know, my my guide as it relates to that. And uh, and it shows because once again, once I turned uh, 18 and was up in Columbus, just, uh, you know, in charge of my, my time and my personal effects, um, a bitch stumbled and it's fine. It's fine. But, you know, even at my big age now, 10 years later, I am still struggling with, you know, being a morning person and, and that that's fine, but figuring out a way to make it easier. And because, I ain't got a choice. I got to work nine to six. You know, we got to get stuff done during the day. Now, creative hours and, you know, being a night owl, that's fine. But, you know, I got to figure out whether it's coffee or whether it's, you know, yoga in the morning or working out or whatever the case. I have not done any of those things. But I'm just saying, you know, for the sake of examples, um, it's important for me to establish those routines. And this is an area that I realize I need to reparent myself. And um, so along with compassion and gentleness and patience with yourself, there is a need for discipline. And, um, and discipline has such a negative connotation for me. Like, I feel like it it sounds like, you know, punishment. It sounds like I'm getting my ass whooped and that's probably tied to some childhood trauma. You know, let's call it what it is. But I, I, I feel like I recently just had to reclaim discipline because it just sounds like mm, uh-uh, I'm grown, but we need that as well. And so that's this is an area that I'm really working on as it relates to creating routines that help me be productive and get the most out of my day. For example, when I'm done with my laundry, I immediately fold it and put it the fuck up. OK, and this is so simple and, you know, for some people it might be like, girl, yeah. But for me, it was a game changer because again, my mom, um, you know, growing up, my mom did most of my laundry. If she would, she would tell me to like, okay, get your darks, separate your whites, take them downstairs. But I somehow somewhere slipped into leave the clean clothes in the hamper for two weeks. And I just recently, like in the past few months started like 
putting my clothes up immediately. As soon as they get out of the dryer, folding them up and putting them up. I recently remodeled my room. So that's more motivation too. Like I don't want a junky room. I want, you know, my shit to be popping and I want it to be a Zen space. So I don't need to see clothes, you know, hanging over a chair or, you know, piles here and piles there. And even something such that seems simple has been super helpful just as it relates to creating new habits for for myself. And now here's the thing, I think it's important to note this as well. Um, When it comes to discipline, and again, I had to reclaim that word, it is easy for me to slip into that uh, black mother ease, even though I'm not a black mother yet. It just, even in the way that I speak to myself, when I need to exercise some discipline, I will slip into, you know, my black mama bag and be like, girl, get your ass, take your ass to bed. Or I've literally, like a couple weeks ago, you know, with the weather being 60 one day and 20 the next day, I, I, you know, I forgot who I was for a second and had on just a jacket instead of a coat. And I said to myself, all right, don't be looking crazy when you get sick. You need to have your ass in a coat or you're going to get pleurisy. That ain't nothing but my mama. So <laughs> another part of navigating, reparenting myself and exercising discipline and creating structure and routines that help me be productive, I got to make sure I don't slip into um, self-degradation. Not saying that my mom degraded me, but it's just it's just easy to slip into that. Get your ass. You're just so, what the fuck is your problem? And I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, everything I feel like I've been learning the lesson of balance for 10 years now. And, and even in something like this, it's important to, again, redevelop habits but not slip into you know the inner critic voice again because sometimes it's such a fine line so and even another example for my mom when she used to wake me up um she she was my alarm I had an actual alarm clock but I would turn that hoe off and she would come in and say jazz time to get up jazz it's time to get up I used to have a keyboard in my room and she had a song I want to say it was number 54 on the keyboard and she would come in my room and turn that song on and blast it and of course I'd be like oh my god she'd be like get on up wake up and she would do a little dance and kind of recreating something like that for myself because again not being a morning person if I had my way I would wake up at noon and just do my thing from there on out since that is not a choice even creating a playlist for myself I have a wake up sunshine playlist I have a bloom playlist I have a water yourself playlist even as I create structures and just make things fun that I dread that's been a reparenting process too Um, because my mom of course it always worked I would be like oh my god I would be groggy but I would get up and dance with her and so reclaiming um, certain things like that has been super sweet for me too so another way that I have been actively reparenting myself is celebrating all of my progress and I've talked about this before just the idea of every little step Y'all know the quote that says, um, the journey is just as important as the destination, that whole thing. Um, I have a habit or had a habit of waiting until I get the big thing done. And that's such a cheat to me. Um, and I talked about this on my first episode, no more being a wallflower, just the importance of being present because when you're not, and when you're always looking ahead, it's a good thing to be futuristic and, and always, 
be looking ahead. But when you focus on that and you're not in the moment, it cheapens the gift of today. And so um, the biggest goal that I'm working on this year, I think, is starting law school. And so I am still in the last few stages or few steps of the application process. And it's very easy for me to be like, oh, I just need to, I need to get done. I just, it's a lot. I'm still not, I still, I'm waiting on this. I got to get this. I got to get this done. Instead of saying, girl, you took the LSAT twice. Okay. You have your letters of recommendation. You have all but one transcript. OSU is not going to keep a bitch down. Um, (laughs) You know, you've done your personal statement. You've done research. You've visited some schools. Like, girl, you've done the work. It is so important for me to celebrate myself and, and say, you're on your way, my sis. You, you're doing it. You're not, you have not completed it, but you are, you are still very much on your way. And celebrating that and giving myself kudos, even in my, my creative processes and all the things that I've researched and figured out and executed, um, it's to be celebrated. It is to be commended. And I have to look myself in the, in the face, in the mirror. How'd that work? I have to look myself in the mirror and say, girl, you are that bitch. I have affirmations all over the place. I think about, um, you know, cause the other thing is you, as you're reparenting yourself, you're going to have different tones. So of course there's a need, like I said, for gentleness and it's not your fault. You're still beautiful. You're still strong, but sometimes I need to be a dancing doll, a DDP, a dancing doll parent and be like, you better, you better period. And you can ask my friends, you can ask my roommate, my besties. That's how I talk to myself. I will gas myself. I will get on Marco Polo or text somebody like, I just figured this thing out that took me two hours, but I did it. And I'm literally so amazing. I can't even. And that gas is so important. So that's been, again, it's something that's like understated. Um, And for some people, it may not be a big deal. But for me, it was a game changer to focus on those moments and celebrate it all and gas myself every step of the way. Um, because not only does that give me wings, but it helps me to see that thing through. It helps me to, okay, I'm, I'm closer than I thought closer to my dreams, you know, and that's been really good for me. So, so good. So, um, finally, Um, self-care is a super important part of reparenting. Um, I think a lot of our parents did not have that language back in the day. Um, when you think about the things that you need, it was a lot more in my, in my black home, it was a lot more, um, you, you're doing this. Um, we, my mom gave us some choice, but a lot of times it was get up, you're going to church, get up, you got to go to school, you know, again, the structure, but my mom has always been good on, you know, mental health days. And, you know, I never had perfect attendance and that's not something I'm going to expect or even push my children to do because bitch, that just, it doesn't, it disregards the fact that some days you just do not have it. Some days you need to just sit and think some days we just need to skip class, skip work and go to Kings Island, you know? And so I I plan on um, exercising that same level of freedom with my children, but my mom was always now, of course, I would push the envelope a little bit, but she was always, you know, at least several times a year. Mom, I really I'm nothing's wrong. I'm not sick, but I'm just a little overwhelmed. OK, we'll stay home, you know, stay home. It's some ravioli in the cabinet. You know, she would give us that, especially in our high school years. But um, even elementary, I remember her saying, you know, giving us that license like, OK, well, you know, 
make sure you get that homework done. But, and I appreciate her for that. And that's something that's important to me as I continue to repair myself. So even, (laughs) and you can ask my friends about this. We we're all like this. Um, just being aware of not only my triggers, but when I'm overwhelmed, when I've reached my limit, like my mama say, I done ran out. And even when I say something like I may be at a function, I may be at a friend's house or after church or whatever, and just be like, Ooh, girl, I need a nap. Just knowing what it is you need. And I will put myself my, at my big age, I will put myself down for a nap and wake up refreshed or same thing with my playlist. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, you know what? You need to listen to water yourself. You need to get grounded. You need to step away. You need to meditate. All those things matter so much. And they're totally a part of my self-care routine. So um, I think, you know, I had wrote out five steps. You know how the pastors do. Let me make sure. Okay. Let me make sure I hit all my points. So writing myself letters, talking to myself how I would a child, showing myself more compassion, Okay, it was number three, discipline and creating structures and routines to redevelop habits, celebrating accomplishments and self-care. So there's some overlap. Uh, so there's six here on the paper, but uh, I think I hit all, all I needed to say. But so far, it's been an amazing journey. And I really encourage all of you guys to, again, do your Googles and talk to your therapist and, and um, be mindful of what it is you need. But a lot of us are just in need of affirmations from ourselves. You know, I, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with there being some level of a need for praise and approval. You know, I don't think there, there's anything wrong with healthy competition and wanting to be the best and doing everything that you do in excellence. But there's such a fine line between pushing yourself Um, to be great and trying to meet some expectations from your childhood. So my journey thus far has been um, beautiful, really very beautiful. um, And just seeing myself in all of my facets. Yes, I'm a grown woman. I'm fine. I'm funny. I'm cute. I'm great. But there are some wounded parts. There are some parts that are dry that need nourishment. And there's nothing like watering yourself. There's nothing like watering yourself. So I encourage you guys to look into It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. Uh, I'm going I'm to post some resources and stuff in the show notes. So check those out. But um, we all deserve to be watered. We all deserve to be affirmed. And we all deserve to be iconic. And so um, I hope that me sharing my journey once again helps someone to look inward and, and really be free from all those things. Um, so again, check out my playlist below. Uh, I, I find myself to be a fabulous music curator. So I hope that those bless you. And um, until next time, I love y'all so much. And I will talk to y'all soon. And that's on what periodic table. Love y'all. <laughs>